Hey gang, in this video, I'm gonna help you pass Security Plus. Hey gang, it's Rob, and my job is to help each and every one of you guys get certified. So if you're looking to get into cybersecurity, one of the certifications that probably pop up is Security Plus. It's actually one of the most popular certifications when it comes to cybersecurity, and it's the number one certification according to the Department of Defense. Actually, if you want to work for the Department of Defense, a lot of times you have to be Security Plus certified for them to even think about giving you the job. So Security Plus is not easy. It's not easy at all. And I tell my students that they probably should go after A Plus and Net Plus before they even think about tackling Security Plus. Now, can you take Security Plus and pass it without any prior knowledge or any prior certifications? Yeah, there's people on the moon. Anything is possible. But I think the best thing for you to do is get certifications and then start applying for positions, applying for things that correlate to that certification so you can get experience along the way, right? So if you get A+, get a, get a help desk job, get a server administrator job. If you get Network+, Plus, get a networking job, get a, so on and so forth, right? So you get experience. So by the time you get to Security+, Plus, you've worked in an environment, you've worked in a team, you've had hands-on experience, and Security+, Plus, once you get that piece of paper, it'll be a lot easier because you kind of have that troubleshooting down, you have that analytical thinking down, and then it just helps you go a lot further, a lot faster, if you get those certifications before, right? Now, at first it may seem like you're going slower, like, damn, I just want to get Security Plus. But from what I've seen, including myself, when I began my journey, getting A Plus and Network Plus first helps Security Plus be a lot easier. And I think it works a lot better over the long term. Before we get into the question and answer, I just want to thank the people that's actually joined the channel. If you want to join the channel, you can click the join button down below. I appreciate all you guys' support. Also, we've had a ton of new students. I want to welcome you guys to the family. My job, as I said at the beginning of this video, is to help you guys get certified. And at Master IT, I'm doing just that. So other than that, let's go ahead and get straight into the questions. Mike is a marketing genius who is well-respected. He spends $100,000 on a targeted email campaign. His target is Frank's Furniture. Weeks pass and none of the emails reach a single employee. What most likely happened? He should have spent more money. He has a wrong email list. The mail gateway recognizes the email as spam and is disregarding them. The network is IPSECX enabled. So gang, most email platforms, whether it's Google, Yahoo, whatever you decide to use, actually has a spam filter. Some of the stuff may go to promotions, some of the stuff may go to malicious, some of the stuff may go to so on and so forth, right? So a lot of different email platforms have filters to where they can kind of read the email, look at the verbiage, look at the pictures and kind of tell, okay, this is a promotion, this is an advertisement, this is something that this person may not want in their inbox. Well, let me go ahead and put it to spam. Erica is a system administrator for Lou Chip Company. She is creating an account for an employee that will primarily work in the front office. Erica gives the employee full control on all folders on the share drive. What problems can administration errors such as this one lead to? Access abroad, 
data theft or deletion, RFID error, no issues would be found. So gang, when you actually are in a position to be a system administrator and you're actually giving people permissions, you always wanna go with the principle of lease privilege, meaning that you wanna give them the minimum amount of privilege that they need to complete their job, right? If this person is a janitor, they don't need full control of the server, right? So just make sure that when you get in the real world that you actually give people the least amount of privileges, the least amount of permission that they need to do what they got to do. Because if not, even if it's by mistake, even if they just clicking stuff, don't know what they're doing, they can delete stuff, they can move stuff, they can see confidential stuff, they can have access to stuff that they should not see. So the principle of least privilege would be the best to avoid deletion, moving around, or just having access to stuff that they shouldn't have access to. Clara is using FTP to send data throughout her network. She has been working on a huge project for months. The day before the project is set to launch, she gets an email from her competitor with all the information she sent to her team over the last few months. How is this even possible? The competitor uses scope to see the data. The competitor uses sniffer to capture the clear text data. The competitor is performing a hoax. The competitor is using wire snake. Okay, gang, real simple. A sniffer just means that somebody can actually see the information that you're sending. And since the information was sent in clear text, he didn't have to decipher anything. He didn't have to decrypt anything. He could literally see everything that was sent to her entire team. So that was gonna give him an advantage to be able to move on stuff before she was able to, to steal her ideas, so on and so forth. So that answer would be that he was probably using a sniffer just to decode or just to see all the information that she was sending to her team. Angel has just finished updating settings on her existing wireless router. For some reason, new devices cannot find the name of the wireless router to connect, but old ones are connecting with no issue. What most likely is happening? Router firmware is corrupted. SSID is not broadcasting. Passphrase is out of sync. The WP button is depressed. So gang, the SSID, simply put, is the name of the network. Now, if you're not broadcasting the SSID, new devices wouldn't be able to find your network. Older devices that were already connected to the router would be able to pick it up because they would be remembered in their cache of 
routers that they had connected to. So if you're not broadcasting, new stuff wouldn't be able to see it, but old stuff would be able to see it. Mr. Davidson is concerned about zero day attacks exploiting the network. Of the following options, which is best to guard against unknown threats? Put a content filter at IPS source, run cloud diagnostic sync with NPS, behavior-based IPS with direct link to cloud threat feed, anomaly-based ISP. For this one, we're gonna say a behavior-based intrusion prevention system server and have it linked to a cloud feed, right? So the cloud is constantly sending this IPS updates on new threats, new things, new baselines, the way that the network should be reacting, the way the software should be reacting to keep it on its toes at all times. So that would be the best way to pretty much judge the baseline of how things are supposed to go and the behavior, the normal behavior of the network and people on the network against the baseline, against the threats that are in the cloud that keep on feeding the IPS. Hey, this is a new threat. Make sure we don't have this. Hey, this is a new threat. Make sure we don't have this, so on and so forth. Hey gang, before we get to the next question, here's our sponsors. Hey gang, this is Rob, and if you're looking for coaching, if you get all the certifications, I'm proud of you, but if you need coaching on resume writing, if you need coaching on where your actual career should go, if you need coaching on motivation, how to stay in it, how to win it, you can drop in the link below, hop on my calendar, if I have space, <laughs> hop on my calendar and we can sit down, we can chop it up and I can help you along the way. Now, if you're looking to get into training, there's also another link that you can go ahead and apply to the program. Make sure that you apply as soon as possible because as soon as slots fill up, they fill up and you have to wait until our next iteration or our next enrollment period. Other than that, I'll see you in the video. Tim, an analyst, has developed code for a new program. The program is currently being evaluated by team members. The feedback from Tim's team members will be used to improve any issues with the code. What is this process called? Gray box testing, white box testing, peer review, or baseline? So you guys are super smart, so you already know it's peer review. Peer review, real simple, means that your peers, your coworkers, people that are in the same space as you, look over what you've done, they give you critiques, they give you feedback, and with that feedback, you go and take that back to your code, or you take that back to your team, or you take that back to whatever you're working on and try and implement whatever fixes that they have for you. You are currently conducting a non-credential vulnerability scan. Of the following, which would most likely appear? And active local accounts, self-signed code, new patches, or audit programming.
And in non-credentials vulnerability scan, you're literally looking for the people who are accessing the machine, the people who have access to the machine, who don't have to necessarily be credentialed, don't have to have credentials, don't have to enter credentials. And that would be people that have a local sign-on account. So they have a local user account, not through the network, not across anything else, but right there on the machine, they have an account that can directly access the machine. So you own Wally's warehouse and want to purchase insurance in case your warehouse is damaged. What are you doing in regards to risks? Are you mitigating? Are you transferring? Are you multiplying or are you avoiding? gang so in this case if you have insurance you're transferring the risk from yourself to the actual insurance company all right so risk mitigation risk compliance risk transference risk avoidance all that stuff is going to be a big part of your job when you get into cybersecurity after you get security plus certified so gang i got a really 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 quick story for you so when i First was going after Security Plus. I think the first version of Security Plus I took may have been in the three or the four hundreds. I think they own a 601 now. Yeah, they own 601 now. And that test was actually one of the easiest tests I ever took, right? That was one of the easiest tests I ever took. So why was it easy for me, right? I actually made um, a, a tired video about this. So the reason that Security Plus was one of the easiest certifications I ever took was because I took so many certifications before that. I had took A+, I had failed A+, I had took Network+, I had passed Network+, and I went ahead and tackled Security+. I got all these three certifications um, really just from self-study on my own, uh, a lot of self-study on my own, in about six to seven months, right? That's why in the Zero to Hero program, we pretty much pump people through in about 16 weeks because I know it's doable. So. All of the knowledge I got from A+, all the knowledge I got from Network+, Plus made Security+, Plus super easy. Um, a lot, well not super easy. I didn't get a damn perfect score, but it made it a lot easier because just so you know, Security+, Plus is taught as if you already know all this stuff anyway. It's taught as if you know everything on ITF+, Plus, A+, Plus, Net+. Plus. So once I got to Security+, Plus, I didn't really have any jitters because I knew exactly how the testing process went. Um, and a lot of the actual topics from all the previous certifications were on Security Plus. It's just that Security Plus had a focus on security. Makes sense? So long story short, get certified, you'll gain confidence, you'll gain confidence, and you will land a gig, right? So the first thing is just to start. If you start with me, fantastic, but you need to start somewhere. Other than that, I'll see you in class. Thank you.